Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Last pod before the weekend, and we have tons of game weeks coming up. Thank fucking God. We're going to have another international break till like, March or some shit. I feel so physically and mentally hungover from this international break. It really just... It's just been so much worse, because before, at least, there's, like, full slate of World Cup qualifier games and shit every day, and now it's just like, oh, fucking, the Hondos are playing Australia. Like, great, great day of footy. Everything's worthless. Every game is nil-nil. Yeah. Every every like player that we like and care about is pulling out of their matches. Like it's just it was just horrible. I didn't watch a single second of anything. Yeah. Well, fuck international break. It's almost done. A couple a couple sleeps to go. Um, I think today we really covered defense hard last pod. We're obviously gonna hit the captains later on in the pod, but I think the main thing that we're gonna talk about is kind of like mid table teams, teams that we don't really speak that much about, like the Bournemouths and. You know the Swansea's and the and the Newcastles of the world, and see if there's any cheeky differentials we like from those teams. But we're gonna give it a break on on City talk, one hundred and one, and all that shit. I think, right? Yeah, I mean, there's just not there's no new information since the last pod, really. And anyone that's waiting on injury information, like I am, like we both are, we're waiting until Friday to make transfers for the pressers. So we wanted to just kind of. Talk about guys we're keeping an eye on, teams we're keeping an eye on, things, differentials, stuff like that. But let me let me pop off with an opening question first from uh, Michael. Oh, you got one? I got one that I let's go. That's good. Michael Harris on Twitter. He said, "So this was this was back a few weeks ago when Salah missed the pen, and he mm-hmm. capped Salah, and he was really fucking miffed about losing the points. So he asked." What's our worst moment in FPL over the years? Like, what caused the biggest loss of points, or what punt slash transfer backfired the hardest? I, mine, mine was mind? yeah, mine was straight like easiest pick of life. Do you remember? It was like two, three years ago. I capped Gerard versus Man U. <laughs> yeah, he had two pens or something. <laughs> no, he didn't start. He subbed on at forty-five minutes, and he got a red card. Literally thirty <laughs> seconds after going on. I remember I was in your basement watching with you, and I capped he him. Came and in it was and, just yeah. like negative four points. It was just like okay, great. Yeah, I remember that he came in right off the halftime kick. He like ran off to someone <laughs> and just stamped them. Yeah, he st- I think it was wild. like Herrera or like Rooney or something. Like they slide tackle, and he just stomped on their fucking ankle. It was amazing, but yeah, terrible was for wild. me. Dude, I don't know. I, I Honestly, nothing's coming to my four. Maybe I'll, I'll think about it. Maybe I can come with something towards the end of the pod. Okay. Something, so I'll ruminate on it. Yeah, yeah, some horrible moment. Yeah. Um. So I think the first place... I, or do you want to do housekeeping, or do we do that fucking shit last pod? We did that last pod. There's no league right, changes. Right, right. Although, should we mention the, the mug league rule change, kind of? Ugh. Big big investigative work from FML team FML. It was all, it was all you, dude. You did a no, great no, job. No, no, no. We talked about it. It's, it's a team effort, group effort. Uh, apparently, with the monthly league mini league shits, the first month, the first week, game week of each month, if you take any hits, it's not deducted from your overall score on the month. So, like, I took a hit this week, this past week, and for the month of November, the four points were not deducted from my overall. So, anyone who takes a hit. 
this past game week it's not deducted in the mug league so there were some hits flying around so we're gonna just figure it out at the end of the each month but if you took a hit this week keep it in mind because it's not reflective of your true score yeah and so we'll we'll have to look and the reason we looked it up is because the guy who's in first place took a minus eight this week kenneth you fucking dirty dog so you're in. he's still killing it, but we, we have oh, yeah. to discount that minus eight because yeah. it's just you can't hook that. I mean, it puts him in second to behind this guy Walsh at FMLFP on the first <laughs> now, so I don't, I don't know what that's about. Adam Walsh, the bench boost guy. <laughs> so I, I think the best place to start here is Bournemouth because the fixtures for the next five are absolutely as good as it gets. They've got... Home Huddersfield at Swansea, home Burnley, home Southampton, and then at Palace. So what are you looking at in Bournemouth? Do you think there's anyone worth buying, any punts worth taking there for the for the next five? I mean, they're so hard. They've legitimately there's a case to be made that they've been the worst team in the league this season. They're uh, third worst in the league in X goals, sixth worst in the league in X goals allowed. Like they've been horrible on both sides of the ball. Defoe looks a terrible signing. I don't know what's up with them, honestly. I wish they would go back to just Josh King up top and three center backs in the back and whatever. But they have been kind of tight lately. I say kind of because they're still conceding almost every game, but they're just conceding one or maybe two. They're not getting like blown out. And this next run of fixtures, as you pointed out, is just absolutely the it's the best possible run anyone could ever have like three of the next four are at home also right so i'm a little bit interested but it's more of just like uh if i was in a position to maybe take a punt or something like that i would look at daniels i would look at ake maybe francis just because he's so cheap but i don't really like it and like you see someone like begovic he's four or five but i still like I would just give me Pope all day over him. Like, I don't care about the fixtures because they've been that bad. That said, if King comes through fit or if Stanislaus, I don't know, isn't dead, but he's always dead, then, yeah, I could see them coming coming through. They're both really good players. Yeah, I mean, defensively starting there, I take your point about their goals conceded in the last handful, but they've looked a lot worse than I feel like the amount of goals they've been conceded. That's what I mean. With the, that's yeah. why I brought up the X goals allowed because it kind sure. of like paints a clearer picture. Like they've looked horrible. Yeah, so Daniels will always have you interested, especially since he's dropped from 5 to 4-8. I think, you know, he's, he kind of plays as a winger. His creative stats are, you know, just as good as someone like Alonso. With, he's got about 11, I think, 11 chances created on the season. At that price for a five-week window, if you're looking to make a defensive transfer, I, I, you could do worse. You'd think he'll run into some points over the next handful, but I'm not like confident in it. And then the midfield, like you said, Stanislaus is dead again, and you never know which midfielders he's going to play. And they're all kind of just bad, like fucking Dan Gosling. Like I mean, Arter, not, none of those guys are even in Sermon. consideration. They're right? not they're, in cont- They're, they're not. all just like sort of deep. Not that bad central midfielders, but the, none yeah. of them are like attacking or FPL options at all. Yeah, I think King is the main interest point. Like his stats were off the page against Newcastle, and he looked really good again. He's been putting in really good performances, and his underlying statistics are way better. He has one goal and no assists on the season, which is 
ridiculous and his it's underlying like impossible. stats. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for him to only have that based on what his stats are telling us. But this back thing is a fucking thing. How is worse than fucking Mourinho at pressers? He just lies and he will not tell us anything. And then case in point was he missed the Stoke game. He didn't even mention him in the press conference before the game. I wonder if Eddie has like a tell at the poker table, like if oh. his zip is all the way to the top and King's <laughs> out, or if he if he's if, button, he, if he touches the button twice. Yeah, exactly. It that, yeah. yeah, just John Malkovich fucking. just like snap into Oreos open. Oh god, a fucking poor autistic Eddie Howe. But so I mean, we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna get that much reliable information before the press conference this weekend. He pulled out of his internationals with Scandinavia. I think King's a good pun. I mean, I like him more than someone like Abraham just because those fixtures are ridiculously good from an attacking standpoint. So I think if you're looking in that bracket, maybe like Rashford, someone else, another name in that kind of sub-8-5 bracket would yeah. be competing with him for your spot. But you know, at 7 mil for your third forward option, I think the ceiling is there. Yeah, we've been talking about third one. forward all year. There's really no one in that like budget. Everyone wants, dude. The amount of questions that we got tweeted in about like Nias and Calvert Lewin oh and shit. Like God, everyone it's... wants those guys so badly, understandably because mm-hmm. they want to spend their money elsewhere. But those guys are just bad picks. King has the chance to be the one guy, but I don't know. We don't even know where he's going to start. If he's going to start, it's really tough. And then Stan too. I mean. Stands out. I mean, he's hurt. I, I would, but the thing with King is like looking at the next five. If he play, if he starts all five, he could come in with six returns. If he starts five all games. five, no surprise. He's a great pick. I think. Yeah, I, defensively is the hardest thing for me because it's just purely playing fixtures of reform. Fixture, yeah, they've been so bad all year. No possible reason you could rely on them for like clean sheets or good defensive performances. They weren't even good against Newcastle. Their last clean sheet. They were fucking bad. It's just, I think, yeah, like, I have Francis. You just have to just clench your asshole and just be like, I think they're going to turn it around and be tight, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I have Francis. I bought him at 4-4 a while ago, and I think I've started him twice so far. I got one clean sheet out of it, but this week I have Ward, Jones, and Dunk. I'm, pl- I'm benching Francis. He's fucking home Huddersfield. So, that I mean, that's tells you what, all you need to know. That te- yeah, I, I mean... That's kind of how I hold them in their defensive esteem against other teams and with defenders in the four or five bracket on my team specifically. But I mean, if I had Daniels, I'd probably figure out a way to get him in there just yeah. because he's got a lot more attacking intent and threat. But all right, that, I think that's Bournemouth box. Yeah, um, where, where do you want to look? Where else do you want to go next? Mm, we could talk about mm. Stoke, maybe. Yeah, sure. What do you see? I mean, Chupo is still... I, I'm surprised because I see a lot of people who are like considering transferring him out or looking at ways to get him to Richarlison and stuff like that, but like he's still really fucking good. I know he hasn't scored a goal since game week four, but he's returning assists. He's starting out of position. Next two fixtures are at Brighton, at Palace. Not the best, but they're good. Then they have Liverpool, and then they have Swansea. So again, like mixed bag but mostly good i'd say fixtures and i still just think he's a really really good pick like stoke have been classic stoke like they think you think when you think about them you think they're the worst team in the league and they're in 20th place and then you look up and you're like oh they're like kind of fine i guess and they're just yeah, it's like oh they're 13th great stoke, yeah stoke, just stoke classic again. stoke so they 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 usually score like they're not that bad at an attacking as an attacking team and 
Shakiri came through with a double return last week. Has, yeah, I mean, I think that's has, the question. Is we're looking. I agree with you. I think Chupamotang. He's you know he's returning every other game. Granted, their assists and he's no bonus darling based on you know all his yeah. shitty things he does. But um, Shakiri somehow has not gotten injured recently, which is absolutely astonishing. But it must be because of the been, World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, he's about to get injured for a while. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's a real question. They're point two between them at this point. Who would you opt for between Shakiri and Chups? I think I'd have to go Chups, even though I want to go Shaq, obviously. What do you think? We we spent years, actual years, talking about Shakiri. (laughs) Since he came to the league, fantasy heroes, everything. He's just not a good FPL pick. He has proved to not be a good FPL pick over the years. He only scores worldies. You never know when he's going to return. I don't know. Chupo's just been so consistent for a while now. So, I mean, it's really interesting to me because looking at the stats, we know that Chupo's kind of been playing like that striker, false nine kind of yeah. floats around. Sort of like Firmino, honestly. Like yeah, he, yeah. He's in there, but he doesn't, you know, whatever. Uh, last four game weeks, looking at stats here, we have Chups has 20 to 5 pen area touch advantage, uh, 9 to 4 goal attempt advantage. 20 to 5? Five. I mean, Shakiri is like a Coutinho light. He yeah, doesn't get in the he box. Is, he yeah. takes those. Yeah. Um, Choops has nine goal attempts, but only two on target. So it's not great. It's you know, bad. his conversion it's rates. Yeah, bad. it's bad. His conversion rates bad. He's got zero goals in his last four, and he's not putting them on target. And then it also, it's so fucking odd is that last four game weeks, Shakiri's created twelve chances, four big chances, three assists. Choops has only created three chances, two biggest, two big chances, and has two assists. So the stats are painting it very so favorably for Shakiri. Yeah, Shaq all the way. Every even time. though, yeah, like even though I guess you watch the game and you see Chupo like in the box and in and around it a lot more, but Shakiri's also on all those set pieces and shit, and they have like tall goons and to aim for. I think Shakiri is yeah. kind of a little bit of a yeah. little cheeky shout. I kind of, you know, we love him. It's just a question of when is he going to get subbed off on 28 minutes with a lower body injury and be out for a month. Like, that's coming any day now. Yeah, maybe Shaq's the guy. I hadn't looked at his stats before you just rattled him off, but those are really impressive, good numbers. Yeah, I think. That's I mean, a and, lot of chances created. Yeah, a lot of chances, a lot of action. I mean, only two goals. He's never going to get a ton of goals, but I mean, the set pieces are going to help him tick along. It's only point two yeah. in it. I, I think Shaq's an interesting name there. A huge differential. No do, one fucking knows. No, massive differential. Do we know who's on pens there? I mean, it's like, do we know who's on pens at Swansea? Like, they don't draw. Them, they so don't draw. Like, I mean, because they drew Barahino, one and Barahino missed. I don't think yeah. Shaq would ever in any world let him take a pen ever again. I have I to think assume probably, it's Shaq. I'd assume it's President Grant. He'd come up for a pen, right? <laughs> Lee Grant <laughs> put in a hand, I mean, he's, broke Butlin's finger, now he's fucking straight in. <laughs> That's where we got to go. 4-3. He was a fucking legend last year. We're talking about Grant now? Yeah, because okay. Bolin's out for over a month. So oh, is it over a month? I guess, yeah, I guess six, a goalie broken finger is pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, they set up to six weeks, and based on how many fucking game weeks are coming in the next six weeks, that's basically like eight, maybe yeah, eight games. Yeah, that's a million fixtures, yeah. The, the tough thing about Grant is he's falling. 4-3 is a little bit of an awkward price, but he's right so close to Pope, who's obviously a fucking genius. We've talked about him. And then he's just more expensive than Elliot and Sperone, who are basically the same shot. And I like Sperone, yeah. 
Yeah, Alex Speroni's problem is we're not making any saves with Woy. It seems mm. like we block we block everything. Yeah, yeah that's just not. And he hasn't made like we played Spurs. I think he had like fucking one or two saves. Like he's not even getting save points when we should be getting bad. Yeah, I have a little Palace that for for later, but go yeah, on. We'll, we'll get to Palace, but I, I think Grant's just the name worth mentioning, just because you know a four three Stoke goalie is not nothing, and he was probably my I mean, best best transfer of the season last year. Him, yeah, him, and the, King. The two guys yeah. we've already highlighted. Like, I mean, he got you like 14 in that double game week or something. Yeah, he was fucking immense for a very, very long time. And then looking at the defense, I mean, Stoke is always, as you mentioned earlier, it's a fucking schizo team. They're, they're hard to predict. It's like predicting hazard points. It's pretty yeah. predictable that they're not great away, which is a little bit annoying because the next two good fixtures are away. But defensively, Vimmer at 4-4 is so cheap, and I guess we don't really know if he's nailed because Cameron's always getting concussions every day, and Shawcross is always, hurt. always... Everyone's hurt, so we don't know, but... And then again, like with Dunk and shit like that, I would say Vimmer's maybe like the third best 4-4 option, yeah, but yeah. he's in... I mean, 4-4, you can't really get too fucked there, but he's been playing kind of, I don't know, he's just a name, I suppose. Yeah, I just feel like the difference, like we just talked about Bournemouth and now looking at Stoke, like, I feel like maybe this is just misremembering, but I feel like Stoke have been solid defensively. Like, they they got double-digit clean sheets last year. I guess Bournemouth did, too. I just think of Stoke as a more solid defensive team that yeah. could turn it around, and I don't think of Bournemouth as a team that sets up to defend at all, you know? like yeah. I agree. So, I don't know. It, they've been just as bad as Bournemouth, but maybe they'll maybe they'll get some shit going. Uh, let's let's turn to Palace. Give me your Palace stat. Let's let's talk about Palace for a few. Yeah, minutes. I pu- pulled this from someone on Twitter. Sorry for no credit, but um, they've allowed the fewest big chances of any team over the last four game weeks. Good. Glad we're in twentieth. <laughs> You're well. fucking good. But Fantastic. listen, that's good. <laughs> like that's good sign for defensive shit to come. As we're just is talking that good? About. That's, Let me that's check. That's a, <laughs> big chances. Here's the here's a fact. Big chances are big. You know, <laughs> they're, not, they're not small. They're not small. So if you're limiting them, that's good. You should get some clean sheets. They've been really tight since the Woy era began, and their fixtures upcoming are outstanding. So yeah, I mean, you, you've got Dan. You I have Dan on my wild card for this run, basically, and yep. I chose him over Daniels for everything that we just talked about with Bournemouth. So hopefully, it comes through. I mean, game week 12 to 19, just to rattle this off, they've got home Everton, home Stoke, at Brighton, at West Brom, home Bournemouth, home Watford, at Leicester, at Swansea. That is a defense start every single game week. Every week. That's just 12, 12 to 19. So, I mean, Dan has had about 13 it's or maybe 20, 24 headers, big chance, fuck me up the asses, cleared off the line, over the bar. Blah blah blah. He could have four goals right now. Every so, every every game. It really seems like that. Yeah, at least one every game. He's in the box with a somewhat of a tap in and he just fucks fucks himself. But four seven is cheap. He's dropped point three since the opening. We have zero clean sheets, to be fair. So that's not great. <laughs> is that <laughs> <laughs> let's try Here's another pass for you. Zero clean sheets. Zero. So it's hard to recommend buying a fucking defender and starting them with confidence for two months on zero clean sheets, but I, that's what I'm bad. That's what I'm saying. So fuck and that's me. why we're bad at FPL. I mean, yeah. listen, the Woy era has—they've looked pretty solid, and I—I yeah. I believe. And 
I mean, eventually some of these goals are going to go in, even just by fucking luck. You know, like he's leading all defenders in the league in shots in the box, and he's like up there on big chances and everything. Like he's these bad teams are bad for a reason. You know, they're they're not going to be good at defending set pieces either. Maybe like Kabai is about to rattle off a bunch of assists because Dan's goals are going to go in eventually. He he's putting up like skirtle seven goal numbers that season. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get some. And then, I mean, midfield, we all know Zaha. We don't have to talk about him. He's a good pick six, eight, but I'm glad you mentioned Kabai because he's looked transformed. Yeah. He, he's getting, yeah. A, he's getting a lot more forward than he ever has done. I mean, really since I can remember him in a palace shirt and he's putting a lot of good balls in, he's getting a lot of even decent goal shouts. So five, four is very under the radar. Again, hard to tip him over someone, you know, like Choops, Shakiri, Grob under the six million bracket, but he could get he get some assists, get some bonus in the in the next in the next run. Did Roy unlock Cabai? No, fuck off, unlock, goddamn die. <laughs> no, but his his stats have, have backed it, which is always like yeah. the double whammy you're looking for. It's like you watch the games, you pass the eye test, he looks good. And then you double check it with the stats, and like the chances created are double what they were before, and he's shooting almost double as much, and his bonus is double, and he fucking's been taking a billion corners per per game, you know. Like so, I don't know. All of these things are like okay, everything I'm seeing, I'm I should be believing because it's there. So yeah, he's he's very very rogue, but I could definitely yeah. see him coming through with something. And I mean, listen, also like. When Pardew bought him, he's been he was pretty adamant about playing him in a CDM role, but now he's he's getting more he's having more license to go forward. Milivojevic really shields the back four well. And with Loftus cheek out, we're gonna have to put MacArthur back in. And so we're I'm not sure who's gonna have more license to go forward, but it could be Kabai could be fucking in the hole next game. It wouldn't be surprising. And MacArthur could be a little bit more reserved. Um so I mean monitoring the Loftus cheek injuries is well, cheeky. Oh, that's a bad pun, Adam. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so I, th- I think, think Kabai five four is total total rogue left field shout, but could do could do worse. You could. I would rather worse. have him than Townsend. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think. And then I think this is the type of run where he could just score a couple goals like, and get. Yeah, three you get forces. like eight pointer, five point three yeah. nine, like and those he's on little pen. nothing. Or no, he's not on pen. No, Millie. no, Millie, Millie's mm-hmm. on pen. And Benteke should be back very soon. I mean, he's seven six now. Obviously, he was ridiculously bad under fucking Dutch fuck at the beginning of the season. But with Zaha back, he'll shift back into like that wide winger role and not play like two up top. He won't be getting in the box from central positions as much. But he'll have someone to aim for, and yeah, you know, that's huge. Roy Roy will know how to set up the team to play to Benteke's strengths. It's not that hard to do, and he's a, he's a capable manager. So. Seven six is a little pricey, but you know, if he comes back and he scores a goal or two in his first couple games back, there there's enough runway with the good fixtures that he might come into our thinking. Yeah, he'll be in a couple weeks. Yeah, the, I for, I honestly forgot about him because he hasn't played in so long. But yeah, I mean, we were just talking about King as maybe like a chance to be the only guy, but Benteke could definitely take that goal or two and he's such a form player like you bring him straight in for for a good run like that i think 
Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about Leicester. Um, so they've they've had a couple good performances under Puel. A little bit of a weird one against Stoke. Really exciting and entertaining game, but they only managed the draw in it. Fixtures are a little bit of a mixed bag. They've got home city, home Spurs, two of the next three, which isn't great. Then they have a little mini run of four good fixtures. Then it goes back to some tough games. What do you see in Leicester? I mean, the defenders are priced pretty well. Mares is starting to click into gear. He's a little more expensive. Yeah, it's all about Mares, I feel like. All right, go on. What are you seeing out of fucking the Algerian wonder? No World Cup for him. Yeah, no World Cup rip. But you just you just <laughs> rip rip. You just follow everything that Scott Tempe Bug does and it leads you to a yellow brick road of fucking fuckfests. And he wildcarded <laughs> in Mares and then it's in four street game weeks of returns. So he's just Puel's just like, Oh, this guy's my best player, I'm gonna give him like a free, very attacking role and this is what he does for you. It feels like he's been held back and really frustrated and wanted to transfer out. His entire I mean, time under the, the fucking under shakes. Yeah, the fucking fat idiot benched him at Bournemouth <laughs> and they drew nil nil. Like good. That's yeah, why no, you're like fucking Puel, That's why you're on the unemployment line with me. Exactly. Puel has like a bad reputation because I don't know, people were really bored by Southampton and whatever. But you look at what he actually did and where he took this team, he did really okay, well. Cup final. Yeah, there's nothing to complain about. He's a good manager, and he has a really good pedigree. I think he was like the guy who started the Nice revolution, and now they're like titting in France, you know, for a while. You know, you 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 got to blame fucking Gabbiadini and Redmond more than you blame Puel for their lack of attacking talent. That was my whole big thing when I went on the Leicester rant after they looked so good after uh, I think it was after the Everton match or the Swansea match, maybe I don't know. So, I don't know. His stats have been out of control. He's returned in four straight. He's 8-4, so I'd still probably put him behind, you know, like Salah and City. But he's right up there as, like, the next guy, I feel like, after those. I mean, you love a differential shout, and he's not a fortune. I would rather have him than, like, Hazard, not even close, give it a $2 million to put elsewhere. Whoa, hi, Alon. (laughs) I think... Whoa, dude. <laughs> that, was a, that was a Derek C. Yeah, that Derek was a C shout moment. out to Derek. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if you're a fucking up and coming manager, or just a manager who wants to absolutely nosedive your reputation, you're not Pochettino, go to Southampton. Because we're seeing yeah. the exact same thing happen with Pellegrino. And we're yeah. not touching Southampton this pod because they could fucking die in a fire. Um, <laughs> Puel's a fucking. Class manager. He's good. I, have, I think he's like a top five manager in the league. I'm not being silly. Dude, and, I mean, there's no reason I mean, not to. Like, he had, he had that reputation going into Southampton. You know, everyone internationally was like, oh, shit. Like, what he just did with Nice, everything. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it was Nice. I might be sounding like a fucking idiot, but I think it was like nice. Lille or fucking some shit. We yeah, not, well, not, regardless. Some fucking, we could have Jules, let's call Jules after Yeah, we need Jules, we need Philippe. But basically every every analyst, every fucking footballing <laughs> playing, pod, everything playing was... like my nan. Yeah, exactly. They were all fucking jizzing over Puel and saying how good he is and how like fresh his teams are and he's new ideas and young, blah, blah, blah. And then he just went to go die at Southampton because they're a piece oh of shit. Oh my God, dude, we're not playing FP manager league though so let's fucking stop sucking no, his dick. I mean we can Oh I know I know but you know what I mean. Uh, uh, but, uh, 
so Chilwell got us all excited for a three, then he got kind of knocked in to play that second game. Don't know how much the knock had to do with that, or if he's going to be one of those where he kind of plays them in home games, like like Trent or something versus a Gomez, and he doesn't want to play him in away games because he wants to be more defensive. But he's definitely one to monitor at 4-3. I mean, fucking Danny Simpson at 4-5 is just... I don't like paying the premium for Maguire because I don't think that he's... At 5-1, I want to be able to start him in iffy fixtures, and I basically never want to start a Leicester defender away. And if I'm going to really have to rely on them playing at home, I feel like Simpson's a very affordable player. It's, it's, he still plays four five. He's he was fine. underpriced to start the season, and he's still there. You know, he's still yeah, solid. But, I mean, I think the biggest biggest rise or biggest gainer on the team from an FPL standpoint is definitely Damari Gray. Damari Gray five three box tricks starting out at wide. What do you think? I mean, what are we going? What are we doing? With it's this, so this hard young, because young there's young so lad? there's so little to go by. But yeah, it very much seems like tactically he's being kind of given a lot of responsibility to like not just advance the ball from deep like he did on that fucking scenic goal but also just be really attacking and have kind of a similar like Mara's type of freedom where it's like if you're on the edge of the box like take your man on and take a shot which you love you know and he can do it and he can beat a lot of guys it's it remains to be seen if he's better of an eye test and sexy guy who doesn't return or if he's going to be returning regularly but i really like him i mean who how could you not like him it's it's hard to imagine for maybe me maybe if you're like a racist or something yeah yeah they they will not like him i mean if he starts the next 3 games i think like game week 15 on for that little mini run would be the most appropriate time to buy him because yeah yeah I'd, Home City and home Spurs, two of the next three, is not good. It's not good, but if you bought him next week for at West Ham, I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. that mad because it's West Ham. Yeah, I mean, that could paper over the cracks and they could score four, and then they maybe got one against Spurs or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, 5-3, I think he's he's an interesting differential. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I haven't really looked at his stats, to be fair. I just just love watching him, and yeah. yeah, he's just so good. Um, what about Martins? Newcastle? I think Newcastle is a little bit of an interesting one. I mean, defensively, I think they're among the most solid defenses in the league. Yeah, we talked about them a bit in, in Defender Pod last pod. Fair, like. fair. We could skip that. So we like the defenders. Attacking-wise, though, I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, it's very Richie. very slim pickings. I mean, we, we've we been saying how bad of a pick Hosselu is for a while now, and it remains to be so. making us look like geniuses. Yeah, I mean, he's just... Not good at football. He's just profligate. It's it's insane that he has been starting every game since he got he came in with Raph. I just can't. I mean, what do you have to do to play yourself out of the starting role? They can't score his two goals. He started every game. It's terrible. Mitrovic has a goal in thirty minutes and yeah. <laughs> split between two. Like he's just. It's the same as like Charlie Austin syndrome. It's like how yeah, yeah, in yeah. the world is Austin ahead of Mitrovic? It's just like. Yeah, I mean, it's just like lucky. He like scored an important goal. So everyone loves him, and he's in this grace period. But he's he's got to be dropped soon. Yeah, you'd think so. And then you'd I mean, think so. Richie looks good. Yeah, Richie's he's on the good. set piece, but five nine. Yeah, don't prefer lot. him to any of the other guys that we've kind of been talking about. Yeah, it's a lot, and their fixtures are not great. You know, so I don't know. I don't love it either. It feels like you don't want a guy who relies mostly on assists and crosses 
when the guy he's assisting and crossing to is Hosselu, you know, that they, yep. they're going to struggle to score goals for yep. a while. All right. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, we talked about Newcastle last pot, so we, we like their defense. Their yeah, team. Like, Lejeune blah, 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 blah. in. Um, I mean, Watford, there's really not much to go there. Just it's Richarlison, we all know about him. And then the defense is bad. I mean, you don't buy their it's defenders. It's been so bad. Yeah, Holy it's been shit. horrible. Like, shockingly and, uh, bad, though, because yeah, he I feel was like good Silva last had a, year. Yeah, they, they had a good run at Hull last year and a good bunch of clean sheets, three at the back. It worked out, but not so far. Yeah, and then I mean West Brom, we'll omit them because it's ridiculous to talk about them. And then David Moyes, what do you think? What's he going to do over at West Ham from an FPL perspective? Anyone going to rise from the dead? Probably not. I mean, they're not going to play much of like a free-flowing game. I think they're going to be really tight, really defensive, controlled. So from an FPL perspective, fuck me, you know, because we're not really looking at any of their defenders until they prove us different differently than that and maybe Andy Carroll comes through eventually but I'm not fucking holding my breath so I don't know if you're a West Ham supporter it's very I don't know not exciting but he should get you guys over the line you know what I mean that's how I see it yeah I agree I mean just hope that you can eke by on like one and a half points a game or something like yeah I mean he's he's had a really bad last two last one or two jobs but he did fine with United. He did the same as like LVG and shit. And they were a fucked up team when he went there. And obviously he was really, really good for Everton for fucking wanger number of years. You know, so he knows what he's doing. He's, he's a fine manager. Yeah, wanger in. Yeah, wanger out. <laughs> All um, right, that's, that's I w- enough. I wanted to shout out Joe Gomez real quick just because I didn't watch a single second of England, Germany, or England, Brazil. I couldn't possibly care less. But by all accounts, he was like man of the match, fucking genius, amazing at center back. And I just wanted to shout him out because, I don't know, there's a, there's a chance he's just the best or second best center back on the team. And maybe it gets to the point where it's just Matip and him and he's just totally nailed for 90 every game and, you know. Yeah, because if Moreno sucks. wasn't there, he would be a lot more attractive. Because yeah, I still I was, think Moreno... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just about to say, because someone in Slack a, a couple weeks ago was saying, like, was debating Moreno versus me. And he was like, probably Moreno, I like the differential, blah, blah, blah. And I just reminded him how much more prone to rotation fullbacks are, especially over this period with a billion fucking fixtures. And, you know, Ben Mee's going to play 90 every game. Center backs don't really get rotated that much. So if Gomez like went in there and starts next game at center back and they look good or whatever, keep it clean, there's a chance he just plays 90 for the rest of the fucking season. And, mm-hmm. you know, Moreno's probably going to get rotated a few times over this, this pileup and Champions League and everything. Yeah, that's fair. That's possible. Just a shout. It's a good show. We'll get some good four or five options for Liverpool for sure to be able to rotate them in on home home fixtures and, and bench them away since you know you don't keep cleans away. I think final last thing actually I want to touch on before we go to captains and mm-hmm. shit is um, Paul. People are talking about fucking Glenn Murray, dude. Uh, uh, I thought it was hard... Paul. No, 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 Glenn Murray. I mean, Glenn Murray in any team is the most astonishing, ridiculous thing I've seen all year. Yeah, easily I took, all year. I took a hit to bring him in. Tell, yeah, tell me why it's did. bad. I mean, he just, he's, I don't know where to begin. I, I have watched so many fucking games when he was starting for Palace. You've watched more games than 
easily everyone listening to this podcast combined of Glenn Murray. I mean, in the championship, he would be my captain every week. I would never consider captaining anyone else. Yeah. But he's fucking awful. And he is so easy to mark out of games. And I don't know how he's been scoring. I mean, he dicked this one over the line off his fucking thigh or his penis or whatever this last game week. I don't know how he has four and three. It's ridiculous. I mean, one of the games was at West Ham where dreams come true, miracles happen. He's a fucking awful pick. And Tammy's stats have been ticking up a little bit more. And I, I'm, I'm coming, coming around on him again. But, you know, he has the ineligible game against Chelsea soon, but... He's just really cheap, so you don't expect the world from him, but I think Tammy's going to be a pretty decent long-term shout. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like in line with whatever you said a few weeks ago when you were coming around on Tammy the first time around because he was just, he's just so cheap and he's so nailed <laughs> and he's just going to kind of do stuff sometimes. I mean, against Brighton last week, or two weeks or fucking a month ago, whenever the last game it was, he could have had a triple return easily. Yeah, like there was like Jordan Ayew close, like he almost scored. He hit the like someone hit the bar, or whatever. I mean, he was all over the place, and his stats have really picked up. His underlying stats the last couple of games have picked up. So Clement still, I think Swans are going to be fine. Um, they've had really? some bad performances. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I think they have enough. I think they have enough midfielders. They're starting to get healthy again. They're getting key back. I really think Clement's a good manager. He has them set up well. I, I'm not concerned with them getting relegated. I think they're they're going to just have enough to do it. I'm worried about them. Yeah, I'm not not worried yet, and. I think he's still juggling. He has so many players that are very similar. Yeah. And I think he's trying to figure out the best way to deploy them. And Tammy's, Tammy's fucking good, dude. Like, watching him, he, he looks good. And I think IU's been playing well, and he does a job. He's a high work rate. I think they're going to be okay. But I, I'm, I'm coming back in on Tammy. He's 5'9". I mean, I think he's, he's a reasonable. You know who has really, player. really good sets last three? Mm. Glenn Murray. Mm. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> Glenn in. All right, let's go to uh, captains. Yeah. But did you want to touch on Paul? Or should oh. we talk? We we talked about. Dude, I'm not talking about Lukaku again. Get out of my. No, face. I don't want to talk about Lukaku. The only thing to say about Paul is that we have no fucking idea when he's coming back, if he's coming back, how many minutes he's going to play. Let's see it and then react. Don't try and. One of my biggest lessons learned from last season of FPL because I fucked it up so many times was. Don't try and be the first one to the party. Like you don't have to be in FPL like you do in other fantasy sports. Just let's just see it, see what happens. If Paul's back and they score fucking four goals this week and Lukaku braces and Paul scores, like, okay, we know what to do next week, but let's just see it. Because they've been horrible and are unlikely to score more than like one goal until we see it. Yeah, especially if Paul, he's been out for a couple months. He's so. been out for a I mean, long not, fucking time. It's not like he's going to just strut in and play fucking 80 minutes, you know. So yeah. we'll have to see how he works into his, fit, his fitness. In, so. Yeah, exactly. All right, um, let's go captains, man. So, I mean, it, everyone's on Kane. Not everyone's on Kane. Okay, everyone in our inner circle is on Kane. I know, our, our fucking... Yeah, we're our swung Slack. by the Slack channel and like our friends and shit. Yeah, our Slack captain poll is a fucking massive cane fest, but other polls bouncing around on the internet, I'm seeing a lot of Lukaku love. It's just mental to me. I mean, Newcastle are really, really solid defensively. There's no reason in the world to think that United are just going to like roll them over. I agree. Yeah, I don't, like we said, let's just not even go there. I can't go okay. there. Can't be bothered okay. to go there. 
So who, I mean, with who Kane, else is I think being considered. Well, City are at Leicester. Um, that's good. That's that could be you know five goals there. I think the main problem there you're looking at is that Aguero's fainting for fun because he's just a little kun kun. <laughs> Kun Aguero. Yeah, I was about to. Do, I was about to try and pronounce it. Shout out to the one guy who thinks we pronounce oh, it terribly. Kun. Sorry, Kun. We're fucking Yank Yank Hicks here can't say. Yeah, we Kun. can't say Kun. Kun. He's fainting. Jesus just played. Started both for Brazil. I think the last game was in like fucking Krasnodar, some asshole of the world, or maybe it was in England. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Wembley. Yeah, was it Wembley? Someone played in Krasnodar. I was like, what's that? No one's. No one's from. <laughs> what's there. that? It was the Argentina game or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just you could you know Sane is definitely a captaincy shout. I think he's someone that you should think about. But there's Champions know. League midweek. Also makes Champions everything dance. more sketchy. It's always a sketch fest if you're going to captain someone on City. You just don't know. You, you want 90. You don't know. The games, you just don't know. And then... And there's Liverpool, home Southampton. I, I think some people yeah. are on Salah, probably. Yeah, I mean, rightly so. But Southampton's a little bit of one of, the, one of those bogey teams for you guys. But uh, they're fucking terrible. I mean, I yeah. re- they haven't played anyone this season. Yeah, and they're going to get they're gonna get a hiding soon because they've got all these tough games coming up and they're going to get absolutely torn apart. I'm positive one of these games soon so i really don't mind this alec happens to shout at home i yeah, mean i think I they're, they're gonna yeah they'll they'll put a few back he didn't play for egypt i don't think i no, think he was they, off for a couple weeks so. <laughs> it was liverpool just asked them asked them not to invite him and they obliged so he just yeah. chilled at home just fucking scouser and then i i mean i think marat is a shout west Bromer in complete shambles i don't yeah. know what they're on about so Marata i mean i think Marata for is, spain from what i saw too. Yeah, yeah 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 but I mean, Kane is just, this is the most quintessential Kane captaincy. I think I'm so fucking happy that he blanked last game week and so many people got burnt on his captains, captaining him last game week mm-hmm. that they're going to look elsewhere. But, I mean, City could have scored seven goals against Arsenal last game, yeah. and it's ridiculous to think that Arsenal at home will not play the exact same way. The amount of space that's left in behind on, the, on their their. Their, where their defensive line is set up is just out of control. And it reminds me of kind of like what Huddersfield did when, when Spurs went there and there was a ton of space to exploit and they went up 3-0 and they just walked the rest of the game. And Kane's scored in every single game against Arsenal. I think he's got a goal in every game he's played. It's like five games or something like that. You know, he loves the North London Darb. You're going to see that photo of him with the Arse jersey as a lad popping around on Twitter, <laughs> social media. Gonna he's one of our own, and, though, you know? Yeah, he's, he's Harry Kane. He's one of our own. It's it's just going to be a Kane captaincy. People are like, oh, it's the early game. I'm put off by that. Like, I'd make believe you make up whatever excuses you want. But it just has all the makings for me for at least a Kane double return. I still can't believe that fucking Spurs have not won a single penalty in the league. It's That's a ridiculous that's just- thing. Yeah, By its crazy. fucking game week twelve, how much time they spend in the box with, you know, it's that's not that's crazy. That's a crazy outlier. So yeah, that's a crazy be coming soon. That'll come soon. And yeah. I think you rightly pointed out before last game week, I I went on to ignore you that all of Kane's like big blanks for captaincy blanks, etc. Were all home against buses, and you know that's a good thing to remember when we're looking back and being like, oh, he just blanked against Palace, like, whatever. Like, that's, he's blanked against the same thing multiple times. Maybe that's, they're kind of having a Liverpool-type year where they can't break down the the home buses, you know? But every other match, Kane has been insane. He has fucking four braces since game week four, so, you know. Yeah, and and that's, I think that's the thing why 
we've and we talked about it last pod and the pod before that a little bit is like people are getting twitchy with Kane and removing him, which is you know something that we don't need to discuss. But when you get burned by the captaincy and you're spending thirteen million, and then the player comes in with a double return or this and that when you're not captaining them, it's just you want to justify it to yourself, but it's really just you're managing your team poorly and you're not you're not learning from what the information is. Right, so, right. Next week, you know, we got Kane at, at Arsenal, absolute automatic captain for me. Next week, home West Brom, I'm not even going to vice-captain him. He's not even going to be in my thoughts. Because it's like they're going to have Champions League midweek. It's the exact same fixture that they fucking played against Palace. They're going to roll Palace, West Brom's in a... Bournemouth, Swansea, yeah. Burnley, all of his home blanks, yeah. West Brom's going to come in with five defenders and three defensive midfielders, and there's going to be no space, so... I mean, it's a it's fluky for him to get more than a single return in a game like that because they're a little bit more solid. They're not, you know, they're not that free flowing, and so they they aren't breaking him down. So it's the same thing, you know. We got again, no one saw this coming into the year. We saw it a little bit last year with a few of those home bankers towards the end of last season where they were stuttering at at, at Scheidhart Lane and he was blanking. But it's just playing into it this season more and more and more. And we've had enough information now that that's just how we have to play it. And yep. having someone who's 12 and a half million isn't bad if you're captaining them 50% of the time. Yeah, just don't pretty. captain them 100% of the time. And, you know, that's not a big deal. So yep. we just got to get a little more a little more creative with our captaincy picks, I think, there. Yep. That's, that's that. That's that, yeah. Anything to add there? I don't think so. I mean, there's a, there's the ultimate... Someone on Twitter, I think it was Jabroni on Twitter, was like, what about Richarlison because West Ham and Watford are home? But I don't know. Moyes in, he's just going to, he's looking for a nil-nil there. He just wants to plug all the holes. I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Watford put two or two, at least oh, two yeah. in there. Oh, just, no, not know, surprising it's... at all to me, but I'm not captaining Richarlison. No, this is the kind of, if this fixture was next week and Kane was home West Brom, then I'd be like, yes. Go for it. Right, that's right, a right. good differential shout, but I don't think Kane at Arsenal. I think that's as good of a fixture as he could hope for all season. So there you go. I lo- I absolutely love Kane captaincy this week. I mean, he's he's. It's been the easiest captaincy pick for me all year, almost. I think. Wow, wow. And then transfers in, transfers out. What do you? What yeah, do you want about? I mean, this this is a, a Nolan Void section because of the injuries. Because there's just been okay. so much international action, and I have. I'm sitting here with four flagged guys on my team, and there's you, might, a, you got Kuhn, Jones, Loftus, and Toby. And Toby. So th- there's honestly not that ridiculous of a chance that they all play and are all fine. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And at the same time, Toby could be out for four more weeks. Jones, who the fuck knows? Kuhn, who the fuck knows? Loftus Cheek, who the fuck knows? You know. So I, I just need pressers. Yeah. I can't really do anything or consider anything until press conferences, which will hopefully give me some more information. I have a good bench. So there's a shout for me just saving if if I can roll out 11, but there's also a shout that I won't have 11 players this week and I'll have to just get rid of one of these injured guys immediately. So it's tricky. Okay, so it's all in the balance. For it's all in the balance, yeah. It's a big lineup lambs for me. It's a big return to FPL obsession for me big big ben dinnery feed for me <laughs> God, the, the lord ben lord ben go on um i think i'm i'm about to fire my transfer for the week I'm, i've been looking at foster to pope forever and pope mm-hmm. looks like he's right finally nudged above the plus 100 on fplstatistics.co.uk free ads we do free ads here <laughs> but 
I was debating saving. I've got a couple of flags. Don't know what kind of cheeky shit's going to come in, but I am so well covered on my bench this week. Even if one of my guys was surprised out, I wouldn't, wouldn't really want to make a move anyway. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire on that before the, cha- the price change, I think, in about an hour here on Wednesday. Love that. Yeah, I think I'm just I'm going to push the button. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, I'm going to fucking do it right now. I'm going to yeah, fucking dare you, dude. You won't. You have no balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, quick pod this week. How much to get into? Hit us up. So uh, absolutely not quick at all. This is like a completely regular length pod. God, we're incapable of doing a quick pod. No. I mean, I have Pope in now, so fuck you. We just get going. I'm sweating. I don't even have a shirt on, dude. I'm, it's I'm out of control. Sweating. Yeah, out of control. Um, let's slap a couple asses. Only two butt cheeks to that receive the gift of our hand of God on them this week. <laughs> <laughs> These are new patrons. Check it out. Patreon.com slash FMLPL. Sign up. Help new, support. Love you all. Blah, blah, blah. The new, new, new lads new gay of the week. Man. New well, gay men for old country. Yeah, new gay men for the old country. John Devine, Kelly Devine's <laughs> brother, and uh, Eric SK. I like his spelling. Team of, SK CS player. Exactly. Yeah, he's part of SK Gaming. He's a professional Counter Strike player. The way he spells Eric is E I R I K. It's the regular way you spell it in Norway and whatnot. It's not. Not your average Eric Lee right there. Yeah, that is an interesting... Well, and also Eric Lee is fucking fucked up spelling, too. That's like Leif Erikson spelling. E-R-I-C-K is Eric Lee? Yeah, uh, that's not the way you spell Eric at all. E-R-I-C. Just E-R-I-C is very simple how to spell that yeah, word. Yeah, E-R-I-C. Not a lot of people get it. Not not a lot of people get it. Come on, parents. <laughs> Check uh, up at com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com slash FMLPL. Check. Thank you.